Are you still mixing station gas and oil for your string trimmer, leaf blower, or chainsaw? Eliminate the mess and the guesswork with True Fuel, the original pre-mixed two-cycle fuel. True Fuel is ethanol-free and precision-engineered for small engines, improving performance, and extending the life of your outdoor power equipment. And True Fuel is available for both two- and four-cycle engines. Empower your equipment with True Fuel. Available at your local home and garden center today. Introducing the s Podcast channel, your one-stop source for all types of podcasts. We are always on the look for new podcasts to join our channel. If there is any topic you would like to discuss, contact us now. We can be reached on all social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. You can also contact us by email or leave us a voicemail at 516-570-9248. So make sure to contact us now so you can start your podcast soon. No! What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Jay's Week in Wrestling Podcast. I am Jay, back at you, bringing you all the hits and misses when it comes to professional wrestling. This is episode 34, and it is a big one because it is SummerSlam week. We are three days away from the biggest party of the summer, one of the big four, and it's always exciting time when one of the big four comes around because we get a we get a, a, a little dose of something extra. We get NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. And uh, I got a special co-host with me tonight to talk about all the weekend festivities. Ladies and gentlemen, the last time this dude was on was probably last year at this time during the SummerSlam time. Um, it's good to have him back. It's been far too long. Heck, the Ghost Rivera. Brother, welcome back. How you doing? Hey, I'm good, brother. Thank you for having me, man. Oh, yeah, of course. It, I think it was. I think it was around this time last year that, yep. that we did. <laughs> yeah, it was around this time last year. Uh, Izzy was supposed to come on as well, but uh, he might be either jumping on a little bit later or we can you know, probably hear from him another day. But with that being said, the gist of the show tonight, we're going to get, of course, into the SummerSlam card. We're going to get into NXT. And and for, for, for me and Ghost and other Puerto Ricans out there, I, I equate... Having uh, an NXT takeover along with the big four pay-per-views as kind of like what we have in terms of of, of, of Puerto Ricans. We we do something called Three Kings Day after Christmas time. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, we get extra presents. It's almost like another Christmas. You know what I mean? So to get SummerSlam and Mania and Survivor Series and, and, and Royal Rumble, to get a little splash of NXT beforehand is kind of like another present. You know what I mean? Yeah, it really has, man. Takeover Brooklyn has really been something special. Uh, this is number four. I think every single one I've, I've seen in person or have not watched it live on the network have always, they've all been excellent. They've all delivered. I can't say one bad thing about a single one of them. Um, even when, you know, WWE's main show hasn't always delivered, I always feel somewhat satisfied that weekend because TakeOver kind of filled in those gaps. Uh, and this year seems to be another great TakeOver that the, the card is stacked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and and I don't know about you, man, but but they have a main event that, for me, overshadows even, you know, Lesnar and Roman and, and, and AJ and Joe. I mean, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, for me, has turned into probably the biggest feud in years 
and 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 all of in all of wrestling for that matter. Do you agree? You know, you're talking about two guys that most indie fans have been watching for quite some time uh, through different companies uh, coming up, but they've really taken it to another level when they've been in NXT, especially especially Champa. You know, not gonna oh, yeah. take it away because he's he's he looks great he's in probably the best shape i've ever seen him in put in some of the best matches i've ever seen but champa is definitely on another level man he is like the heel of the century he's just <laughs> everything as is great from his facial expressions to his in-ring performance his story you know the story he he he, he plays out with gargano it's it's just been amazing to watch Oh yeah, and 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 like I told I told Izzy in the last episode, like I'm a I'm a big fan of of Alistair Black, but it, and it sucks that he had to lose the belt the way he did, and he got injured and all that stuff. He's not going to be at NXT Takeover, but I kind of at this point don't mind it because we get to see Gargano and Ciampa in a last man standing match. <laughs> You're absolutely right. When I first. You know, when it was first rumored that that was going to be their main event, that you know, the, the triple threat, I was I was excited. I'm a big fan of Black, and um, I couldn't wait to see that. But this is one of those things where, unfortunately, he did get hurt, and I, I wish him a speedy recovery. But this this is going to be what uh, Gargano Champa three. Yeah, this is like the trilogy. This is that I, I feel like this will put that final nail in the coffin for them to um, finish up that chapter. If, if not, you know, extend it even more. I could watch those guys. Literally, when you hear people chant, you know, fight forever, these are two guys that I can really watch fight forever. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Absolutely. And uh, like I said, uh, for this show, we're going to get into, and within a few seconds, we're going to get into the NXT TakeOver, the full card. Then uh, we'll get into SummerSlam. Uh, I have with me a <laughs> talk about old school. I have a PW Illustrated magazine with me that I saw in Walmart. I haven't bought one of these things probably since I'm 14 years old, but uh, they have their countdown of the greatest matches in SummerSlam history. We're going to get into that and see if we agree with that or not um, and reminisce on those uh, past matches. Um, uh, but before that, uh, just not to start on a somber and sad note, but obviously uh, the past two weeks has really, really been terrible when it comes to deaths and uh, professional wrestling. Obviously, a week ago, and we, I went over this in the last episode, talking about Nikolai Volkov, Brickhouse Brown, and, and of course, Brian Christopher. Now, now, heck, uh, I spoke with Izzy about Brian Christopher. You, just like us, I mean, you're like maybe a year older than I am, so we pretty much grew up around the same time. Uh, Attitude Era was pretty much our peak in terms of, yeah, yeah. of, of the highlights of our lives watching pro wrestling. Um, so you know about Brian Christopher very well. Do you have any memories? What was your first memory of seeing Brian Christopher? You know, I think I, looking back, I think that the, the, the fondest memory was when, you know, he – was sexy, you know. When he, <laughs> he he was a hundred percent gimmick, you know. Team up with uh, Rikishi and Scotty Too Hot, and I think 
it was just pure entertainment. Everything was just fun from the intro to the dancing, uh, even the move set. You know, when he would go up to the top turnbuckle and he had his goggles, you know, he would pull yeah. the goggles down his face and, you know, wipe them down, like <laughs> letting people know, well, I'm about to fly and, and land this leg drop, you know, and the crowd would go crazy. And again, this was a time during the Attitude Era when the audience was always in it 100%. Yeah. So you would definitely get a reaction. And, and that's always what I remember, just a lot of fun, a lot of entertainment. Um, yeah, it's sad to hear because he he's such a young guy. Yeah. Even if Attitude Era feels like a long time ago, you know, it's, he wasn't... Not even in wrestling years was he old. He was very young guy, so it was sad to hear. Dude, how, how crazy is it that he's probably only... You figure he's only about four and a half, five years older than AJ Styles. That <laughs> is wild. You know, I feel sorry for the whole family. I feel sorry for Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, you know, another legend. Uh, can't imagine what he's going through, the loss of a child, you know, being a, being a father. You know, it's 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 heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, and and to a week later, just to keep the trend going, we lose another legend in the sport of professional wrestling. Someone who, uh, like, and I equated it to to the Von Erichs, not as dramatic as that, because I mean, a loss is a loss, but most of the Von Erichs off themselves. You know what I mean? So it, I equate just the tragedy compared to one family to the other because the Hart family has lost a lot of guys. You know, when when you think of uh, Davey Boy Smith, the British Bulldog, obviously the most famous one, uh, Owen Hart, the way he went. Um, you know, the the you know, the mom and the dad, you know, at old age they passed. Um and and, you know, Brian Pillman, who was trained by that family and was very close to them, he passed away. And now we lose Jim the Anvil Neidhart and uh you know, I feel feel very bad for Natty, you know, because that's, I mean, damn, you know, like, and he wasn't that old either. I mean, he, I mean, compared to Brian Christopher, he's probably a dinosaur. But, uh, you know, 63 years old, that's still way too young to go. You know what I mean? Um, he was never in the best shape. He was always a big, big guy. But then as he got older, he kind of let himself go. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, before I go on about Jim, what's your, I mean, he was big in the 80s more than he was in the 90s. But uh, with that 1997 resurgence of the Hart Foundation, he got popular again. So what's your uh, your thoughts on Jim Neidhart? Whenever I think Jim Neidhart, you, I automatically think of the Hart Foundation. Yeah. Uh, undoubtedly one of the best tag teams in professional wrestling. Uh, some of the feuds that they had, fantastic. I love the feuds that they had with uh, the Bulldogs. That was probably my favorite. Yeah. Of course, them winning the titles off the Bulldogs uh, back in the late '80s. Um, he was just, he was just an animal, man. It was just, it was almost like the perfect partnership where you had Bret Hart, who was the self-proclaimed excellence of execution who was just pure technical wrestling and some brawling he was a good he was a good brawler as well yeah and they just had this behemoth of a man ex-football player just powerhouse and anvil and 
it was almost like they had like they were a two men four horsemen. Because mm-hmm. they, to me anyway, they kind of had it all. You know, they had they had the technical expertise and they had like that enforcer and anvil. And he was just always really fun to watch. You know, he would always kind of have this crazy laugh. He would always stroke his goatee. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> you know, it was, it was just really cool, especially being a kid uh, from the 80s and early 90s. And even late 90s, going back and watching like old footage of the Heart Foundation and seeing these two guys, you know, come even something as simple as just coming out with pink, wearing pink, was something that was completely different. Because I, I would never see any other wrestlers wearing pink. You know, if you were, especially back then, tag team was huge for me. I love tag team wrestling. And it was fantastic to just see these two guys who look completely different than anybody else. Because everyone tried to look really badass. And, you know, LOD with the spikes, or you got the face paint, or you have some masks. And these guys would just come out with some jackets and some, you know, pink leotards. And <laughs> they, they just get it done. So it was it was tough to hear too because again he just uh, just like Brian he again he was older than Brian but he was still a young guy in age. Um, just remember seeing him a couple years ago in the Divas show. Um, and yeah, it just a death always sucks. It always sucks to hear someone going. Yeah, for sure, man. And um. Uh, just to piggyback on, you know, the 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 big feuds that that I remember with the Hart Foundation, obviously, like you said, with the Bulldogs, them feuding with Demolition, that, they had some amazing matches, um, yeah. and and just you know the 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 new Hart Foundation that that they get put together back in '97 with Brad and Owen and Davey and Pillman and 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 Jim and that Hart Foundation was like. The, they were besides the NWO. They were probably the biggest heels in the in 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 all in the whole business because yeah. th- they had an interesting dynamic. Like they were only popular in Canada and then hated throughout the rest of the world. It was it was unbelievable. Yeah, they really were. They they did their job really well because you got you got guys like Bret Hart who was you know really liked and he went over as a face for many years. But he was kind of copied. Uh, you got Pillman, who was just just a crazy ass. <laughs> he was a maniac, bro. <laughs> By the way, I met his son, who looks exactly like him. Bro, I've seen pictures of that kid, and it, it, it's a splitting image, bro. Dude, I saw him at an MLW show, and... Um, he was injured. Oh, he's coming back. He was recovering from an injury, so I didn't really get to see him perform. He came in as like a manager, but like for the new Heart Foundation, they got like a new generation of Heart Foundation. Mm. So it was him, Teddy Hart, and um, I forget his name, but his bulldog son. Oh, okay. Oh, Harry Smith. Yeah. Okay. And these three were were incredible. You know, Teddy Hart is just amazing. The dude is innovative as all hell yeah but, I, I find with teddy he just he just gets in his own way <laughs> yeah no, he really does even even at that show he you know he came off a little cocky but people were loving him i was loving him i was the first one online to get an autograph from him to the flick with him uh he came he, he was really cool anyway at least when i was talking to him um but uh that's besides the point um Pillman's son oh man this kid is uh looks just like him dresses just like him 
kind of similar attitude, but you know, he's still his own person. Yeah. Uh, I think he he might have already performed, but he got enough uh, match his his match back from injury coming up real soon. Uh, really cool kid, really cool guy. Yeah, I, I definitely look forward to seeing uh, what the new Brian Pillman, you know, brings to the table. I know he said in interviews that uh, he wants to, you know, keep going where uh, where his father left off. And if, that, if that's the case, you know, <laughs> we got a guy that just returned on Monday in Dean Ambrose, and he looks he looks a little out there. You know what I mean? So uh, I've been saying for years that Dean Ambrose needs to be another Brian Pillman, or at least uh, turn the John Moxley button up a little bit. But uh, I, I got my little prediction on, on what Ambrose is going to do on Sunday night, but we'll get into that in a little bit. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, man, uh, just to put a, a cap on this uh, Jim thing, Jim, yeah, Jim Neidhart was the, you know, he like you said, he was the enforcer of the Hart Foundation. He was, he was the, you know, him and Brett, like you said, were a perfect combination, man. And, uh, you know, yeah, I, like I said, I feel bad for Natty. You know, I feel bad for for the moms. You know what I mean? I feel bad for Brett. I know Brett was really, really distraught over it. And uh, but you know, uh, Jim's legacy will live on, and his daughter, who I'm sure will be a Hall of Famer one day. So uh, you know, yeah, Jim Jim left a, a good legacy behind. You know, he he wasn't a story that you know he didn't die from an overdose. He didn't die from anything like that. So you know. It sucks, but uh, at the same time, he won't he won't be remembered as, you know, like one of those types. You know what I mean? So, you know, rest in peace to Jim Neidhart. Rest in peace to Brian Christopher and all the others, you know, that we unfortunately lost within the past two weeks. Um, so we're about to get into the NXT TakeOver Brooklyn card in about a second. And uh, one guy who I think will be in the crowd that night. Which I don't know if you heard, but uh, apparently WWE has signed Matt Riddle. What do you think about that? You know, I did hear about it, and I was a little upset just because, like an idiot, I met him in person, and I didn't get, you know, I see him in front of me right at one of his <laughs> his tape, and I was like, you know what, I'm not going to get an autograph with the guy. I didn't really know him at the time. This was like a year ago. I had heard, like, I heard stuff about him, but I had had never seen him fight. So, mm. you know, he looked great. He had that whole UFC look to him. Was and that was I that the was that the HOG show that we went to that he wrestled Cody? It wasn't yes, it was that show there, yeah. yeah. Cody, and and you know, we had the opportunity to beat him. Yeah. He's like, right? Yeah, I just said what's up to him, man, and I, I passed up on it and now he got picked up and I know he's gonna be probably the biggest shit in WWE. <laughs> Has a great fucking look. He's in great shape. Has been putting on some great matches on the indie scene. Well, I mean, you did get to meet Ruby Riot that night, so that's pretty cool. I did get to meet Ruby Riot. That's true. Um, but I'm still kind of upset. No, but uh, you definitely. I agree. I think you'll definitely be in the audience. They tend to put guys in the audience right away. Yeah. See, I think more of a test to see how the audience reacts. Um, see what kind of response they get whether or not to put him on TV right away, uh, just like they did with Keith Lee recently. Yep. Keith Lee um, just made his debut this past week or the week before. I think it was the week before. Uh, they put him up against another debuting guy, some like Italian dude that they're trying to push. You know, the match was a little eh. Like for Keith Lee's first match, I, I don't know if he really, 
delivered, but you know, it's his first match, so I'm not gonna completely shit on it. I know Keith Lee's really good. So I know he's gonna, you know, he he just he just looks interesting to me. I don't know. Keith Lee? Huh? I'm sorry, who who looks interesting? Keith Lee? Yeah, yeah. He's just he's a big dude, he's agile, he's fast and all that stuff. But he just he has an interesting look. Like he looks like a small Bob Sap. <laughs> he does look like Bob Sap. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, I think Keith Lee is actually a really good uh, performer. He does. I think he does have a good look. I I don't know if they'll continue to keep him as big as he is. Maybe they'll they'll ask him to lose some weight. Yeah. Um, because he is he he well he's fought for a while that that side and he's done great. But I don't know. I think WWE always has that where they want you to look aesthetically. They want you to look like a fucking bodybuilder. You you know you know who I feel sorry for. I feel sorry for for for. Well, Cassius Ono, uh, Chris Hero, because they got rid of him a few years back because he gained some weight, and then he gained the mad weight. Then they bring him back like after five years, and now all of a sudden they're bringing in a bunch of dudes who are big. You know, yeah, Cassius Ono is one of those guys who, but when he was with WWE, he looked pretty good. He was he wasn't like super defined, but he was slim. He had lost a lot of weight. Yep. Oh. Uh, and then what I hate is now, I don't know if it's his idea or this WWE's idea. That basketball shit, right? The, the basketball, <laughs> Jesus Christ. The poor guy <laughs> jersey. Like, killing me, dude. I, I know he did that on the indies. Like, he did that in PWG a lot. He wore that stuff. But I didn't think WWE was going to go for it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, that, it just looks weird. It looks like, okay, that looks like me at, like, 19 years old leaving my house in my basketball jersey and getting into the ring. You know what I mean? And the the ugly thing is he wrestles with it like tucked in his tights. Yeah, it's so weird. Like at first I thought it was kind of cool that he had like an NBA inspired gear and it had his logo on it. So looking at it from like a merch aspect, I was like, oh, this is cool. If he gets, you know, pretty popular with the fans, they got a ton of merch that they could sell because you could do like almost every team and just have his logo. Because that's what he had on a lot of his jersey. It was him doing the the, the elbow. Yeah. Uh, looking like the NBA logo. But he's obviously not selling any merchandise. And he just <laughs> he has like 50 of these jerseys just sitting at home. <laughs> and it's, I don't know, man. It's, I feel bad for him because he's, he's such a good performer. Yeah, and he's, he's pretty much... Uh... NXT's like gatekeeper. Yeah, I mean, I, I doubt, you know, I, I could see him popping up like in the Royal Rumble next year or whatever the case, but I, I don't, I mean, damn, he's been in, if you count his original run in NXT and now he's been an NXT lifer, bro. Dude, he's just going to be training people. Yep. That's all he's going to do. Yep. But yeah, I feel, I feel sorry for that dude. <laughs> he's just going to train people. Well, you know what? If obviously I can't speak for the guy, I don't know him personally. I'm pretty sure pro wrestling is his life. But if you could find an after wrestling career, he found it now, and he could totally do that. Just train guys, and you don't have to take the bumps and bruises. You know, add some years to your life. Hey man, all all those NXT trainers are 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 former wrestlers. I mean, 
even even guys who weren't in WWE, you got Steve Carino, you got uh Adam Pierce who was in Ring of Honor for like a million years. Um you you got uh 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 Black Magic, what's his name? Uh the Big Wiggle. I forgot his name. Norman Smiley. You got uh you got Regal, you know, you got all those guys. Uh Albert, Shawn Michaels, a whole bunch of them. All those NXT guys are just, you know, past wrestlers or which it should be wrestlers should be training wrestlers you know what i mean it shouldn't be you know just random sports figures or or riders or, or whoever you know what i mean it should be what it's always been you know wrestlers training wrestlers and who better to train you know these guys in the wwe style than those guys who grew up pretty much in the wc wwe style so it works out I could see I could see Hero doing that too because I doubt he'll end up on the main roster, and if he does, it's not going to last long. Nah, he's not. I don't think he'll make it to the main roster. It's too many guys, and he, and he barely he's not in the main event in NXT. There's no way he's going to hit mid card in WWE. <laughs> Even the guys that they've already brought up, they have nothing to fucking do. Yep. Yep. So with that being said, let's get into NXT Takeover Brooklyn Four. Barclays Center, Saturday night. I'm so excited that it's only like a day and a half away. Like, I, I, ugh. so I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, for 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 shits and giggles, y'all can go to NXT Takeover Brooklyn from two years ago and see me on the network. <laughs> right behind Tom Phillips and Corey Graves, you can see me in a red T-shirt and a red hat, and you can see me clear as day. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, a few times. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if this isn't in any specific order. This is just the way I wrote them down. So, uh, I'm gonna just go with the first match being, uh, for the women's championship, Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler, which was, which is a rematch of the May Young Classic. Who do you got in this one? How dare you make that the first match? (laughs) (laughs) This will be one hell of a fight and I'm going to have to go with Shayna Baszler as she stays yeah I agree I see that too they they, they were pushing Zayn uh, this past week of you know her having a little killer instinct and all that and she's looking all mean and stuff like that but I think they have to give Shayna that win back yeah, Shayna needs to stay champion for a while. I think she's a uh, she she's good. I don't think she's actually reached the full potential, but I think she's really good. Um, carries a really slow pace in the ring, uh, really methodical. Oh, does a lot of uh, submissions. I guess playing on the whole MMA background. Um, but I like that. I like that style on her because it almost feels very heel like. Just walking around your opponent and just like slowly just beating the crap out of them and then just continuing to just walk around them. Almost like a Randy Orton kind of. He has a really okay, but they, they need a good female heel. I feel like nowadays WWE doesn't have a real bad guy, whether you're a female or a man. Everyone's either like that, walks that neutral line. Yeah. The exception of like on the main roster, maybe the mids who just. He gets a lot of heat from the crowd, heel heat, but people starting to like him. So even that's not working for him anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I think Shayna Baszler, you know, she's 
she's a good heel for the mere fact that like you said she's she's cocky because she has that mma background she knows she can kick your ass and on top of that not, not to sound you know whatever but she's not a pretty individual either you know what i mean so she has that mean mug she has that mean face <laughs> i don't like the way this the way, the way this round is going <laughs> yeah so you know but but in terms of the match itself i think it's going to be a really good match um i agree with you though i agree Shayna needs that win back um i don't think Shayna's ready for prime time yet so i agree she needs to season a little more in nxt her mic skills are abysmal but her in-ring work is really good so and we all know eventually where she's going to end up in the welcoming arms of her best pal over there, Ronda Rousey, along with the other two that they brought in to do a little uh, four horsemen on four horsemen action with the women. Um, horse women. Yes, horse women. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I agree. I, I think Shayna gets the win on that one. Um, tag team championship. A team that you're very familiar with, Mustache Mountain, going up against the undisputed era of Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly. Who do you got? This is going to be probably my favorite match, at least the most fun match to watch. I love Mustache Mountain. Um, I've seen them live and in person. I've met them. They're really cool guys. Um, super entertaining, super talented. Um, but undisputed ever, you got Kyle O'Reilly who's a fucking clown. <laughs> the dude makes me laugh every time I see him fight. Every, you know the way he sells his facial expressions, his entrance, the way he kind of Hulk Hogan's the belt when yeah. he's coming out and playing. You know the the electric guitar on it, and then you got Roderick Strong who. Is honestly probably my favorite, if not second favorite fighter in NXT. Mm. Yeah, I love this guy's style. I love the knees. I love the backbreakers. Like, he does some... Can I even say backbreakers? Is that allowed? <laughs> it's allowed here. <laughs> A ton of backbreakers and just all sorts of knees. Everything looks so real. Like, he's really kneeing you, even though I've, I have seen him knee a couple guys really hard. <laughs> uh, I don't know, it's just something about him that I really, really enjoy. I love the, uh, the fact that he's teamed up with O'Reilly, obviously, because Fish is still recovering. But this is going to be one hell of a match. Um, I'm going to keep it on Undisputed, because right now, they just, I think they're, they're so hot right now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, and the thing with Roddy, man, I I, I think he he's just he's intense. <laughs> I I love that about him. That you know, and and like you said, O'Reilly can uh, match probably Roddy for intensity, but he hasn't shown that side yet because he's building his character. Like you said, he's very charismatic. He's funny. He has the whole package in terms of selling and 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 performing overall you know what i mean so it, it's just that it, with wwe eventually when these guys get up there uh, hopefully they're changing their mindset like when triple h takes over and i'm pretty sure when he does it will be a changed mindset unlike his father-in-law 
um, because most of these NXT guys are very small dudes. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I've been to a bunch of Ring of Honor shows, and you have also, and I've met most of these guys. I've met Adam Cole. He's my size. You know what I mean? I'm and I'm me being chubby. I'm I'm bigger than him. You know what I mean? I'm I'm bigger than Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal in the picture that I have with him has to lean up a little bit with his arm around me, and I'm five foot ten. Yeah, yeah. Like these guys are small dudes. You know what I mean? But they're overall they have the whole package in terms of a professional wrestler. What it should be, character wise, in ring work. Um, just everything you can think of except the genetics in terms of height and weight, even though they're in great shape. You know what I mean? They're great athletes and they have the total package. Um, so yeah, like you said, I, I love me some, some British strong style mustache mountain along with, uh, you know, Pete Dunn, who's on the undercard, which is interesting, but, um, you know, we, he's toning down a lot. He lost quite a bit of weight. Pete, right? Yeah. Pete was much bigger. Uh, in the indies, he was a, a little bit thicker, but uh, yeah, he's definitely he's definitely gotten up ripped since uh, joining NXT. <laughs> he's been like he working out with Tyler Bate because that dude Tyler Bate is a monster. Man. Tyler Bate is a tank. <laughs> he's a little yeah, tank, bro, and he's only twenty. Yeah, he's so young, and he's, but he's ripped. He's giant. He's so talented. Dude. And 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 Trent Seven looks like my drunk uncle. <laughs> I tell you what, Transcendent had me laughing, man, because uh, when, I, when I saw him fighting, I, I forgot what company, Battle Club Pro, had booked him. And I'm at, I'm front row, and they, you know, they're, they're entertaining the shit out of the crowd. <laughs> and he broke out because he gets punched in the face. He runs out, and he comes up to the banister to where I'm, where I'm at, and he's just kicking it with us. He's just, like, mumbling some jokes <laughs> at us. Talk about, I'm too old for this shit. And, <laughs> Just a clown, man. But the dude, um, the dude is talented. He's so talented. Yeah, yeah. They can all go, man. It, I'm telling you. I think with all the, I mean, SummerSlam has 11 matches overall, and I think this five match card that NXT has is still overall gonna be a better card, which is sad because it's the same damn company. You know what I mean? But um, dude, if you count the kickoff matches, it's about 13 fights. Well, no, with the with the kickoff and the regular card, I have it written down overall as eleven. Do you? Yeah. All right, so man, so what what do I have here that you don't? Because it looks like because I got Brock Reigns. Yeah, I got Brock Reigns, AJ and Joe, Bliss and Ronda, the SmackDown Women match, New Day and Bludgeon Brothers, Ziggler and Rollins, Strowman Owens, Alexander and Gulak, Brian Miz, B Team Revival, Balor Corbin and Rusev. Lana against Vega and Almas. Did you do? You said Braun Kevin. Yeah. How about Jeff and Shinsuke? Oh, that's the Shinsuke and Jeff. Yeah, I don't have that one. Got uh Oh yeah, you said Alexander versus Gulak. So overall, about you know what, thirteen matches. You're right. Hit Danny Bryan in the mid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thirteen, thirteen matches, which is insane. Yes. <laughs> which is insane. But, um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, next up, I want to, oh, you know what? I didn't give my prediction. I agree. I, I think the belt should stay with, uh, Undisputed Era because, I mean, knowing NXT, you're not going to put a babyface tag team to feud with another babyface tag team. 
and I know the winner of this is going to go against War Machine. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. War Raiders. Ugh. War Raiders. Oh, my God. Ugh. I know they would have probably gotten a cease and desist from Marvel over the War Machine name. Like, War Machine is their biggest push superhero, which is not. But War Raiders? What is that? Yeah, they could have been anything else. War Hammers. <laughs> <laughs> or how about this? Just War. And that's what... <laughs> yeah, War would have been cool, actually. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or just... Like, uh, just Rowan Hansen. What's wrong with Rowan Hansen? They could have been Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Before they signed War Machine and they had Harper and Rowan come out in that outfit, I was like, oh, man. They ripped these guys off, bro. <laughs> really? I, was... I was shocked how blatant that was. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, up next... Uh, EC3 going up against the Velveteen Dream. Who you got? Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. To be, um, you know what? I'm just, in this one, I'm just going to pick who I prefer because I'm more of a fan, and that's the Velveteen Dream. Mm. Um, I really didn't follow much of EC3's uh, career on that other brand. <laughs> In TNA or GFW or Impact or whatever the name is today? I don't know. Well, I give Impact props only now, and that's only because LAX is there. It's a good show but, now. I, I, yeah. I, won't, I won't deny that. It's been getting good. But uh, I, I honestly have, didn't follow much of EC3's career. Um, I've seen him in the indie scene a couple times. I actually got to see him, I got to see him live. Um, he was pretty funny. He was... Uh, he was entertaining when I saw him, but the match was pretty basic. Um, nothing that really stood out. Yeah. Just a pretty solid performance. Um, oh, yeah. Velveteen, I think, just has that something extra special. Um, it's crazy to think that he was the same guy from Tough Enough. <laughs> Patrick, yeah. And because he, he really developed his character. Um and he's really owning it, man. And it fits him really well. And it's really good. It's entertaining. He had a couple great matches this past year and a half. Um, and I just want to see him. I want to continue seeing him have good matches and, and get some more wins under his belt. So when he does go to the main car, which you know it is going to happen, they don't bury him like they did like Tyler Breeze. Mm-hmm. So I feel like every character now that's, that's super flamboyant like that, kind of don't know what to do with them when they get to the main card, so they just bury them in that mid-card region. Yeah. Uh, and just make them do silly shit. So I, I hope he gets taken seriously, but I, 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 I want to see Velveteen Dream win this one. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like the Velveteen Dream has has put on great performances, but at the same time, he's been like jobber to the stars. Like, he lost to Ricochet. Which is, I mean, it's Ricochet, but still, he lost to Ricochet. You know, he lost to uh, uh, Alistair Black. He lost to, you know, um, all the big, big time matches he's had. He's come up on the losing end, and I think he's primed for a win. Um, and and once again, he's going up against a big name guy, EC3, who you know, 
who came up in NXT when NXT first originated back in like 2010, 2011. And then, you know, he ended up, he was Derek Bateman. He had long curly hair and he ended up in TNA where he made a name for himself and he made a big, you know, he made himself a big deal. So they bring him back. I feel like they're kind of the same type of guy in terms of their upbringing. You know, Velveteen Dream, tough enough. Like you said, he was Patrick Clark, you know, with nowhere to go and nothing to do. He they, he got this character and now he's 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 prime for, for greatness. Same thing that happened to EC3. And now at this crossroad in their career, they, they're, ha- they're having a match on a big stage. So, you know, it should be interesting. It should be a good match. And like you said, EC3 is not in... He's far from a ricochet. I'll tell you that much. But he is a good performer. He gets the job done. He's a decent promo. He's in unbelievable shape. The dude is unreal. Um, but I, like, like you said, and like, like I said a couple of seconds ago, I think Velveteen Dream is just primed for a big win and I think he'll get it on Saturday. Yeah, I hope so. From your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> um so up next, another big one for the North American Heavyweight Championship, we have Adam Cole baby going up against the one and only Ricochet. Who do you got? Uh, and I hate this. I hate this so much. <laughs> now I'm such a huge Ricochet fan. Um uh, I've been riding his coattails. <laughs> I've been on the bandwagon for like the past maybe just two years, really, two two and a half years. Yeah. Um, especially when he came into uh, Lucha Underground. Oh, Prince Puma. Yeah, he went in as Prince Puma. Um, I became a huge fan. My kids they became huge fans. Um, once they realized who he was. They were also obsessing that he was coming to NXT. <laughs> He's great, but you know what? Just like Undisputed Era, I think Adam Cole right now is on fire. I think he has everything that a main roster star needs. Um, and I think they should keep him champ. I think Ricochet doesn't really need this win. Um, I think they should rifle a little bit longer and give them the title when Adam Cole did it. Yeah, I, I think Adam Cole should hold on to this belt until he gets pushed up to the main roster. I think he should. This North American title should be, you know, the Adam Cole belt. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. I, I think Ricochet, if he is going to get a belt, it should probably be the. You know, the NXT title before he gets pushed up to the main roster. Because obviously, I mean, I don't know how it's going to work with Gargano and Ciampa. Like, you know, when they're going to get pushed up to the main roster. And it should be interesting with them not feuding or maybe them on different shows. You know, it, it, it'll it be amazing for me to see where those guys end up on the main card. But um, usually when a champion loses his belt, they usually get pushed up. It's very rare that a champion loses his belt and he stays in NXT. Um, look at Almas. He had the belt for like three months, lost it, and he's on the ro- he's on the main roster. Most of those guys get pushed up right away, so we'll see how that goes. But I agree, Adam Cole should keep it. It, it. I don't like the fact that any of these guys will have to eat a pin at this stage in their career. But you know, it is what it is. And and I think Undisputed Era will get involved somehow through some you know cheating or whatever the case. And Bobby Fish looks like he is. 
almost back to normal. So eventually these guys are going to be a four-man group and they're going to be unstoppable more than they are now. So I agree. I'm going to go with Adam Cole, baby. And then main event time. Last question. Yeah. When Fish does come back, do you think they're going to have this whole like free birds kind of rule? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fish and Riley. Yeah, man. I mean, here's the here's the crazy thing. Roderick Strong is lucky that Bobby Fish got hurt because Roddy was not going to be in that group, and he was floundering in NXT. He was having good matches, but he was nowhere near the main event. He wasn't getting any belts. You know what I mean? So he got real lucky that Fish got hurt, and then they inserted him in there. Because they wanted Undisputed Era to have titles. Yeah, you I mean, know, but I'm shocked that it took it took Fish's injury for them to put Roderick in that group. Because from the very beginning, I think we all expected Roderick to be part of Undisputed Era. We did, yeah. We we I think it was this episode a year ago. We all knew that Cole and these guys were coming in. It's just a matter of when, and Roddy was already there. So we were like. You know, we we feel that this Ring of Honor crew is going to come together in NXT and just take over. And we mentioned Red Dragon at the time, Adam Cole, and Roderick Strong. Those were the guys we 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 had already booked it in our brains that that's what it was going to be. And it just happened through I don't know osmosis or whatever the case. With 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 Fish getting injured, they inserted Roddy in, and then when Fish is healthy, now you have a four man group. Which is what we thought it was going to be to begin with. Yeah, which it, it's it was just so weird. It was kind of upsetting that that it didn't happen right away. I'm glad, you know, not that I'm glad that Fish got hurt, but I'm I'm glad that he's part of the team. I hope even after Fish does get come back and he's 100 percent that it stays a four man group. Um, yeah, and they don't jump Roddy. <laughs> yeah, like the, it's like all right, now I'm good, so. You know what? With, it might just happen because they're gonna need somebody to rival with that with that group, and if anybody could do it, it'd be Roderick. I say put him uh, with with uh, Gargano, and they do something where they start fighting back against Undisputed Era. Team them up with Alex the Black and have, you know three on threes, something to mix it up. Unless it, because you figure when we're gonna get in the, into the main event right now, but you figure. You know, it, whoever wins the belt, and then let's say Alistair Black when he comes back, like if like if Ciampa's the champion, if Black goes after Ciampa, and you have Ricochet feuding with Cole, so uh, it could be like let's say a Survivor Series when NXT comes around, you could have War Games Part Two, and now you'll have Black, Gargano, uh, uh, Ricochet, and 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 you know, and Roddy probably going against. Cole Fish and O'Reilly. You know what I mean? So that should that would be interesting. Yes, that's the only because NXT doesn't have that big a roster. No. Um, so those are the only guys really right now that I could see making sense in it sort of matches and, and putting on a great show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So speaking of that main event, last man standing, NXT championship, the big one. Which I think is probably going to be the best match of the whole freaking weekend. <laughs> Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, who leaves with the belt? 
Uh, you're talking about two guys that have put on tremendous, tremendous matches uh, for NXT. How are they going to top it? Yeah, you know what? I, I have no idea. Because <laughs> they, they, they've, done, they've done it all beautifully. So the story that they've been telling has been amazing to watch. Um, this one, I'm going to have to give it to Tommaso Ciampa. Mm. Um, he's done such a good job as a heel. He's, uh, he's, I don't know, I just think it's his time. I just think they need that. Well, for one, I always like when the heel has the belt. Yes. I think it's, a, I think it's, it's so much better for the face when he has to like really go through the challenges of getting to the champ and then really, yeah, you know, when yes, he gets screwed over, you know, it's just, it's more dramatic. It's more entertaining to watch. Yeah, it's, the, it's he, the chase, man. It's the chase. Yeah, the chase is so much better than when they already have, you know, the title and they have to defend it. It's just not as exciting. No one wants to see what he have to beat up all these guys and get to the <laughs> get to the champ. Yeah, one so, thing. One thing I've always hated, and WWE does this a lot, and they've done it for years, ever since like I was little. I hate when the champion is the underdog. I hate that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I hate when the champion, like a ba- I hate a babyface champion. They always get their ass kicked. There's never a dominant babyface champion. I guess if you want to go back to Bruno San Martino, but that's way before our time. But yeah. e- even like let's say from from the early '90s, look at Bret Hart when he was WWF champion, and he would wrestle like Scott Hall and Shawn Michaels and and Diesel and all these other guys. He always got his ass kicked and had to fight back and scratch and claw to get a win. We never had, I mean, after Hogan probably, and even Hogan had his share of ass whoopings, and he'll always have to hulk up and come back. What dominant babyface champion have we had in in recent memory? John Cena. (laughs) Well, he's super Cena. He can't be beat, but that doesn't mean he dominated throughout the whole match. But... It's always like the heel was the dominator, the babyface was get their ass kicked, and then valiant effort to come back and win. Like I want a babyface who kicks people's asses. Probably Stone Cold Steve Austin is probably one of the last ones. Yeah, and even he—he wasn't a real face. He was over, but yeah, he—he's the guy who kind of. Created a whole neutral section where you know he, he did what whatever he wanted. He wasn't politically correct. The fears he flipped like he did everything that guy would do. He did it so cool that you had no choice but to like him. Yep. Oh yeah. But he he wasn't like your, your clean cut baby like Captain America baby face kind of guy. Oh, you know what? Um, I take that back. Bill Goldberg. That's a perfect example. Okay. Okay, yeah. Especially in WCW, not much in WWE, but in WCW, he and he would really he would really dominate because his matches were like two minutes long. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So it's hard for this match because I feel I don't know why I I just feel like Gargano I I I feel deep in my gut that he's he's gonna win. But but like you said, I, I really do enjoy having Ciampa as the champion. I really do. And the thing is, if Gargano wins, they always play that card of the of the 
losing champion has a rematch clause in the contract. They always play that shit, and then they have yeah. another match after that. So it's like a revolving cycle of the, their way of continuing a feud. Um, ah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my gut, man. I'm gonna go with Gargano. Because unless they pull out another in the future, another three way between them two and Black. Yeah, I don't really see why I would put them to fight again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, unless you know, there's some like ridiculous stipulation, maybe a cage match. But yeah. um. Yeah, I can see. I don't know. I just I figure it made more sense. Champa says champ, then you know he could start a feud with Black, because Black isn't supposed to be gone for that long. No. Um, and then you have you have your sort of yeah. I guess Black is like a face, even though he's like a dark gimmicky character, but he is the face in in, in that scenario. He's the first babyface Satanist I've seen in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, just for the hell of it, I'm gonna go with Gargano, um, and then we'll see what they what they do from there. Yeah, like like we've said it already a couple of times. I, I, I'm pretty sure this NXT card will be the card of the weekend. Um, <clears throat> regardless who wins that main event, I will not be disappointed. No, not at all. Not at all. Now let's jump into the big show. No Paul White's intended. Um, so WWE Network. I'm assuming it's starting at seven with a six o'clock or five o'clock kickoff show. Um, so there's gonna be if anyone actually decides to sit there from five o'clock to ten thirty or eleven o'clock, there's gonna be six hours of straight wrestling time. Um, <clears throat> so one kickoff show match that I know of. It's a tag team match, mixed tag team match. We have Rusev and Lana versus Zelina Vega and Andrade Cien Almas. Who you got? I am going to go with Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina Vega. Yep. Me too. Me too. I like, I love Rusev and Lana, but uh, not happening. Um, Main card, <sighs> poor Finn Balor. That's all I have to say. I've been saying it for months. Finn Balor, who was the first Universal Champion, won that belt two years ago, and I saw it in your house at SummerSlam against Seth Rollins in the main of in the co-main event that night. Is now on the first match of the night against Corporate Kane ripoff Constable Baron Corbin. Who do you got? And who still hasn't gotten his fucking rematch for that belt either. Nope. Um, you know what? Finn has to win this. <laughs> you would think. I think, <laughs> I think that if they want to do anything with him in the future, they have to give him this win. Yep. Yeah, I agree. You you can't lose to, to corporate Baron Corbin on SummerSlam. You just can't. Uh, there's nothing for Corbin to do right now except for I think the only reason they did this to Corbin is so he could develop his mic skills. Yeah. Because he was he was so dry and you know, regardless of how he looked when he had the long hair and he had the biker attitude, you know, he would pick up a fucking microphone and, and he would bore the shit out of everybody. <laughs> At least now, you know, he got the new haircut and he seems to be a lot more comfortable with this gimmick. Yeah, yeah, he does. I'll tell you this, his mic skills has gotten a little bit better. I'll tell you that much. 
No, it really has. He, he's, he's fluid with it. He doesn't seem like he's thinking about what to say. He just seems to be just... He, he He's almost playing like just a, like an asshole character. Oh, yeah. Probably how he is regularly in yeah. it. <laughs> kind of like that jerk friend that yep. says it to hurt your feelings. Uh-huh. That, that's what they probably told him. You know, the, the greatest characters are guys who are themselves at notch 10. So, uh, you know, like with Austin and Foley, like that's they've always said that. So I could imagine them, go, Triple H and them going to Corbin and being like, look, dude, just be how you are outside. <laughs> yeah, for real. The only thing, well, one of the things that I hate about this is kind of the, the way they got into it with Finn is the, he's playing that same shit they, they redo with every big guy. Where oh you're a small guy, yeah. You know it's the thing they were doing with Big Cass. It's the 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 thing they're doing with him now, where they always want to put down the the physically smaller fighters, and it's just it's, it's boring already. Yeah, they they literally took the storyline from Big Cass and Daniel Bryan from a month or two ago. Oh, Big Cass got fired. Oh, let's give it to Corbin. You know, he's <laughs> he's feuding with Finn, so let's just use the same exact storyline. People will forget. No, people. Finn, needs, Finn needs this win. Finn needs something. Finn either needs to bring the fucking face paint back. Yes. Finn needs to, he needs to team up with the Good Brothers. They need to be the battle club. Yes. He needs something exciting because regardless of how he looks, regardless of how much fucking promotion they put behind him, People are really starting to get bored with this guy. Yo, are, are, where where are they anyway? Where is Anderson and Gallows? Are they on SmackDown or Raw? I haven't seen them in so long. I forget what show well, they're on. I only follow them on Instagram. <laughs> you know what? I think they're on SmackDown. I know that Anderson, congratulations to him. I don't know if he's listening, but he just had his fourth child. Wow. Um, with his uh, with his hot hot Asian wife, Asian wife, <laughs> wife, his uh, beautiful kids, who are adorable as all hell. When I'm watching them on on Instagram, <laughs> and the dude looks great, bro. I don't know what I think he's been doing like the keto diet. I know he's he's been taking all his honest supplements, which I always laugh because every time I see him, I feel like he's being sponsored by Joe Rogan. That's funny. But, the dude looks amazing, bro. He's he's jacked. Yeah, him oh. him and Gallows. Gallows is in good shape too. Yeah, Gallows lost, lost a ton of weight. I think he he's nicknamed Trapzilla. Developing these <laughs> like bird type traps. Cause when um, when he was in Japan, he was a fat lump. <laughs> well, even when he was when he was back in the WWE as his he, other gimmick, he was a big guy. Festus. Festus, yeah, when he when he was as Festus, he was a big guy. Now he looks great. I think now that they have this new look, that they look completely ripped and jacked or whatever, team them up with Finn. They look so much more like Finn now because they all look like they're in great shape. And do something exciting with these guys, man. Have them attack people, you know, straight yeah. bullet at it. Yeah, that, I think Gallows should revert back to putting face paint on himself, too, like he did in Japan. Should all do that, man. They should all, all three of them should do that. Um, I, I don't know, man. There's so much stuff I would love to see. I don't know why they don't do these kinds of things. Um, 
it's not like we're the only ones thinking about this kind of shit. Well, 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 you know what it is, is because they didn't, if it's not their invention, then, then they don't, they don't do anything with it. Well, of course you're not going to use Bullet Club and you could, you know, you can mix it up, man. You, you did it with, you're doing it with Hardy right now. This whole fake broken, you're doing Woken. Yep. So, dude, just keep it Ballot Club. You know, just, you don't have to change anything about it. You got all the logos and all the merch that already say Battle Club. Yep. And just have them tweak their outfits a little bit. Just, you know, the little face paint here to match Finn every once in a blue. And just make them like a badass group. They already, they still do the, the, the hand gesture. Yeah. So I, I just, they do everything but call themselves Bullet Club. So I don't know what the hell the problem is. And just, just just a quick quick sidetrack. Speaking of the hand jester, um, what what's the probability you believe within the next year or two we have Omega and the Young Bucks in WWE? Well, um, I don't know about Omega because I keep, you know, you read these. Everything's all rumor, and he say she say. Because at one point, you know, Kenny did say that he, you know, he thought he was too old to, to come to WWE. If he did come, he didn't want to go to NXT. He wanted to go straight to the main roster because of his fighting style. Yep. Um, he didn't feel that it was suitable for NXT, which I totally agree. Um, the Young Bucks uh, are more likely to come. I could, I could definitely see them. I see them coming maybe for a, a, a short period of time. The Bucks do so well in the indie scene that I could see them just coming just to say, fuck it, let's try. Yep. See where it takes us, see if we can make a shit ton of money. Um, do it maybe for a year. And I can't really see them signing for more than a year. Um, and WWE is getting, or uh, has this new Fox money. Oh, yeah. So they're going to they're gonna throw a shit ton of money at Kenny Omega and, and the Bucks to get them in. They're probably going to offer them these ridiculous contracts. Uh, where they could kind of pick and choose their dates. Because um, to be honest, these are two guys, or oh, three guys, two, um, who don't really need WWE. Yeah. Yeah. They don't need where everyone where everyone trains and practices and runs the indie scene to make it to the big leagues, which is what WWE is. These guys do not need them. They make so much money um, on the circuit in New Japan. They've made a name for themselves. They made a living for themselves. Uh, they have a huge following. And these guys did it. They kind of, they kind of <laughs> said "f you" to the man, and they're doing really well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I can see, I can see them coming probably within the next year or two, just for a short period of time. Probably not do like what AJ did. I mean, AJ's older than them. But a lot of people don't get AJ Styles is like forty-one years old. Yeah, you know, a- a- AJ's a AJ's a freak of nature, man. Now here's the thing: if they do come, does Cody come with them? Uh, mm. Cody's now, an he's an interesting case because he didn't really leave on good terms. <laughs> but we do know that when it comes to business, yeah, that isn't always a problem. Yeah. You could just shake hands and forget the past and let's make money and everything's forgotten. But if Omega and the Bucks leave Cody, will Cody still be as successful as he is right now? Probably not. 
Is he the only association he'll have to that clique? Is Mar is Ma Marty Scroll? And Scroll. Yep. And I don't think they can do it on their on their own. And Hangman Page. <laughs> yeah, Page and Page and Scroll. Those are the only two. Yeah. Unless he decides to go to Japan and try to make amends with Bad Luck Fale. Oh, the the firing squad with Tamatanga and all. Yeah, <laughs> that's an interesting group. I like that. You know, the Gorillas of Destiny with with Fale and Ming, and you know, I mean, King Haku or whatever, whatever you want to call them. You know, that's a, that that's an interesting group, man. That's the that's the new uh, slogan. Fuck them all. Yep. Mm -hmm. well, actually, they can't even use it anymore. Did you hear the new Japan is? Uh, yeah, they're like they're censoring cuss words, American cuss words. I think you know what, but. I, I, <laughs> Think it's like every other word in every interview with those guys was fuck this, fuck that. Yep. It's it's, so, it's like all right, you know, it's okay. It loses it, it loses its power. Just you know, throw it in there every once in a while to shock the audience. Yeah. But if, if it's every other word, it's like, like. You know what I always used to like when out of nowhere Cody would say "fuck the revival." <laughs> yeah. That's amazing because at, at that point you never expected Cody to say. It. <laughs> Like there's one video in particular that they're like recording him or or taking video of him or whatever, and they give him a line to say like for a promo, and he just pretends he forgets the words, and then he just goes "fuck the revival." <laughs> He's a clown, man. I like Cody. I think Cody hit his stride after leaving WWE. I I think he'll definitely be back. Now thinking about it, I think Cody will be back for sure. But hopefully, if he comes by himself. I hope they don't just put him right back where he was. They need to put him as, you know, his wife as his manager and let him be what he let him do what he's doing now. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And we and we could talk about it on a future show, but they got their all in show coming up in a few weeks, and him he's going for the NWA title, and it should be interesting. But we'll get into that another time. But yeah, I agree. If Finn Balor does not win this, I think he's done. To be honest with you, in terms of his character, um, the B team. Defending the tag team titles against the revival, I say the revival gets these belts. What do you think? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the revival. I hope they get the title. They probably were going to get the title a while back had it not been for all the injuries. Um, I think the beat has been pretty entertaining, but I think they kind of run its course already, as short as it's been. But um, I don't think they can continue to 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 be champs. It's just I don't know. They got to find something else for those guys to do. But the Revival definitely needs these folks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, then, you know, like I said, I don't know if this is the order, but, you know, third match down, Brian and Miz. I mean, this is a match that uh, we've been waiting for, you know, since that Talking Smack episode where the Miz just went ape shit on everybody, you know. Um, and we didn't think it was going to happen. But when Brian, I thought this match should have took place at WrestleMania. It should have. Yeah, I mean, as much as I enjoyed seeing Brian with with Shane against KO and 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 Sammy, but it should have been Daniel Bryan versus The Miz at the grandest stage at WrestleMania. Um, but you know, we get it at the second biggest pay per view, which is SummerSlam. Um, and we get it in a hostile New York crowd, so it should be interesting. Brian and Miz, who you got? Um, I'm gonna go with. Oh shit, I don't even know. 
the build-up to this actually the promo that they that they uh developed for these two guys has been amazing yeah like i got goosebumps watching it um uh, you know, I have no idea. <laughs> it is uh, tough, man, because you would think that, you know, it would be a resounding thing for Daniel Bryan, but I'm not 100% convinced that he should beat Miz right now. Yeah, I don't know. I could see these guys going at it a couple times. Um, yeah. You know what? I, I'll go with Daniel Bryan only because the Miz has so much going for him right now. Yeah, he got that show. He got like a bunch of stuff. Like, yeah, even though this is not for like a title or anything, so he doesn't have to stick around. But I feel like he's doing so so many other things that that I think he's gonna take that along. This I think Daniel Bryan needs this win just to continue his uh, his progression to to like a, a bigger match in the future with maybe for a title somewhere down the line. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. For the speaking for a title, we got the cruiserweight title, two hundred five live. Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak. I'm going with Cedric. Yeah, I'm going for Alexander. I don't really not much to talk about this match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, none. Uh, cruiserweight match. It should be all right. Whatever. Now, the winner of this match either keeps or receives the money in the bank. Money in the bank. It get bank. Money in the bank briefcase. Uh, Braun Strowman defending the case. He might as well be defending the world title at this point. Braun Strowman defending against Kevin Owens. If Braun loses in any fashion, count out, DQ, pin or submission, Kevin Owens gets the money in the bank briefcase. Who you got? Um, as much as I would like to see Kevin Owens win this, just because I would like to see him go again, I'm going uh, to give it to Braun only because I want to see Braun cash in on Brock. <laughs> um, so with you saying that I'm pretty sure I know your prediction for the main event <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah I mean mm, I mean just just to be just to be different uh, I'm gonna say by some you know what does do you know the how long Sami Zayn is supposed to be out I don't actually I know it's quite a while because it's mm. the second surgery I don't know. Okay. Because I was thinking if he was at least semi-ready to return, I would say Sammy makes his return and helps Kevin win the belt. I mean, the the briefcase. Um, well, even if he comes out and just it's a distraction, he doesn't physically have to get involved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I'm going to say Owens by some weird scenario, some cheating aspect or whatever, uh, wins the match and gets the briefcase. Just, just to shock the crowd, because the, from the looks of it, besides probably the main event and maybe one or two other matches, I don't see a lot of shock value. You know what I mean? So I could see this. You know, nobody is thinking Owens is going to beat Braun. You know what I mean? So I would say let Owens get the briefcase and and you know see what comes out of that. Now we have Dolph Ziggler against Seth Rollins Intercontinental Title rematch. Drew McIntyre and Dean Ambrose is going to be in the corners of each guy. Um, obviously, like I said earlier, Dean Ambrose made his return on Monday. He looks jacked. He shaved his head. Well, I mean, he has a he has a little crew cut thing going, and he just he looks like Triple H at this point. I was going to say he looks one of the versions of Triple H. 
<laughs> he looks like Triple H, man. Now, the thing is, I saw his movement, his body language on Monday. He looks like how I wanted him to look this whole time. He didn't look like the silly Dean Ambrose. He looks serious, and he looks kind of demented, which is what I wanted from this dude the whole time. And I'm calling it now, and I've been calling it for three freaking years already. The dude is going to turn on Seth Rollins, and he's going to beat the shit out of him. Now, does he do it before or after? Uh... Does he help stuff win the belt and then attack him? <sighs> that's that's the question. That is the Why question. Does he screw Seth? I think he screws him over. Um, you know, I don't know because I've been hearing, I've been reading rumors that Ziggler is planning on leaving after the summer. Mm. Um, so I'm gonna say that Seth wins the title, but then gets his ass beat by Dean Ambrose. Hmm. Because uh, I'm with you on it. I think the, it's time to, to have Dean turn complete heel. Yeah. I think he has the, this is the perfect time for it. Um, especially with Seth's comment about Dean's injury being the best thing that happened to his career. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I know what he meant, but, I, you know, you could take that any way that you like. Um, they could totally spin that. So, yeah, they, this these two... We'll put on great matches together, and I think it should be for a title. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. I, I could also see another scenario talking about Shawn Michaels and, and, and Diesel and all that stuff from back in the day. I can also see a scenario with Ziggler losing the belt and then Drew McIntyre beating the shit out of him. Yeah. I can see that, too. And that and that could be a way to have Ziggler go away, have Drew McIntyre, you know, take him out for a little while, um, and maybe you know level up Drew a little bit, you know, because since he's been here, he's he looks phenomenal, but he's been you know Ziggler's lackey, and we all know how that usually ends. And it's happened with Shawn Michaels twice. It happened with Kevin Nash, and it happened with Sid. After Shawn lost to to, to Diesel at WrestleMania, the next night on Raw, Sid powerbombed him like five times. So, it, 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 that's how it usually goes down. So, I see that happening. I see Dean getting at Rollins, and I see McIntyre getting at Ziggler at some point. <coughs> Next up, we have for the Raw for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles, we have the New Day against the Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, <laughs> I, I have no idea. You know what? I, I want the New Day to win it just because uh, I don't like the <laughs> Prefer that they go back with uh, Wyatt. Yeah. Even if they stay with this new look and they just team up with Wyatt, especially that Wyatt's kind of kind of de- departed with Matt Hardy. Yeah. Um, just put them back together, man. They they they're great. They're great fighters. They're two big men who can move, have a good move set. Um, I don't know. This just this new gimmick is kind of silly to me. I'm not a big fan of the gimmick. They haven't been doing shit. Like they, they're the tag team champions at you know, on SmackDown they just fought these three fucking jobbers called Triple Threat <laughs> that they smashed within like three to four minutes. Like it was pointless for them to even be there. Like I don't know what why they got these guys doing this. But whatever. I give it to the new day just because I'd rather see something entertaining. Yeah, I when they did this this tag team tournament, 
I was really hoping that Sanity would have made it, and we could have had a Sanity Bludgeon Brothers like just hardcore brawl melee. Yeah, you know I mean, I really didn't want the New Day because I was like enough. And then when the Bar made it against New Day, I was like, all right, maybe we can get the Bar versus the Bludgeon Brothers. That would have been cool, but I'm I'm sick of New Day. I'm sick of this weird Bludgeon Brother gimmick. You know, uh, I think if it was a draw, I'll be happy because I don't want none of these guys to win. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I don't really care about this match. Um, so, <laughs> so for the SmackDown Women's Championship Triple Threat, we have Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair versus Carmella. Who do you got? Yeah, um, this is one that I it, I had so many different ways that could have had this play out. Um, just because I really, really believe that at some point, possibly next Mania, the women are going to main event Mania. Because hmm. um, then I have this this scenario where Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair are main eventing the pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, with this sort of being the setup of both of them winning their matches and both of them having titles. Yep. Um, but again, that's just one scenario, but it could be too soon to do that because uh, it could be too soon for Ronda to win the title, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, so I'm thinking maybe for now, until May, because many is a while from now, I see maybe Becky winning this and then... Becky and Charlotte could go at it for a little bit. Becky seems to have been throwing some shade at her during SmackDown because she she won her match and now she's put into this um, what was supposed to be a one on one, making it a triple threat. Yeah, and a little salty about it. So maybe they can compete for a while. I really do like Becky Lynch. I think she's a great in ring performer. She looks great. Uh, that she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, <laughs> Hard. Uh, but I don't say that too loud but a man's MMA fighter <laughs> um, but yeah I, I want to see Becky win this one <clears throat> just because I think I, Charlotte's been champ so many times she doesn't need the belt right yeah, now she don't need it no she don't need the belt she, she's undoubtedly probably the top female performer in the bit now um Carmella is just Carmella. She's whatever. <laughs> I, I really don't care too much for her. But yeah, I could just see Becky and Charlotte putting out a program for a little bit until it breaks off. And then we, at some point, get that whole uh, Flair Ronda, four horsewomen, four horsewomen deal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I actually think Carmella's going to keep the belt. Um, <clears throat> I think Becky and Charlotte are going to cancel each other out. I think uh, Becky and Charlotte are going to dominate the match. I don't think Carmella's going to get much offense in. But at the last minute, Becky and Charlotte will start getting at each other. And I think uh, in very edge-like fashion, Carmella will will take the opportunity and uh, and catch one of them in like a pin or, or uh, like a schoolboy or uh, inside cradle or something like that. <clears throat> She's going to find a way to win the match. And it'll, like you said, Becky and Charlotte will feud, but it won't be for the belt, though. I think 
Carmella after this. We'll probably feud with Asuka. Um, you know, I mean, with no James Ellsworth around anymore, I, I, I see Asuka probably being the one to take the belt off of her. Um, and then right into the next women's championship match for Monday Night Raw, Ronda Rousey challenging Alexa Bliss. Uh, just like you see Carmella staying champ, I see Bliss staying champ here. Yep. I can't really see Ronda holding that title at this point in her career. I Even though I am so fucking surprised at how good she is. Yeah. I'm like ridiculous at how good she is. Um, but yeah, I just don't... Uh, I can't see her winning the title this early. Uh, Bliss is definitely... The best female heel they have right now. And again, like I said earlier about heel champs, those are my favorite. Yeah. Um, and she could at this point kind of heel against anybody, really. And and you figure R- Ronda doesn't wrestle a lot, so putting the belt on her will probably be almost as bad as putting the belt on Brock. Except she's already outperformed Brock. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I mean, um, but, uh, you know, uh, unless she's because when they first brought her in, they said she's going to be full time. She's going to be wrestling on Raw and on house shows and all that stuff. And she's been on house shows. She's had one match on Raw and she had the match at Mania and the uh, Money in the Bank match against uh, Nia Jax. So she's had about maybe three or four matches on TV and she's been in the company for what, five months already? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, it, to put the belt on her, I think is a little too fast. Um now th- this is the sad part because I thought Natty would have been a component in this, but of course with her dad just passing away, I doubt she's going to be around, but uh I would have figured Natty betraying Ronda Rousey and helping Alexa Bliss Win the uh, keep the belt, and then you have Ronda feud with Natty, but that's not going to happen at the moment. So that that would have been my scenario. Um, another thing would be for Nia Jax to turn heel again and and team up again with Alexa to get rid of Ronda because Ronda's the biggest threat. Um, th- that's really the only way I see one on one. I don't see Alexa Bliss beating Ronda Rousey, but uh. And with with all the cheating scenarios and all that stuff, I, but I do see Alexa Bliss keeping the belt. I'm not 100% sure how it's going to happen, but uh, I agree. I think Alexa Bliss remains the champ. Um, co-main event, WWE title. AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe is probably a match that you and I have seen 500 times since, 2000, <laughs> since 2002. Um, <laughs> so uh, AJ versus... Versus Joe, who you got? Um, I say I say AJ stays champ. Uh, this is probably gonna be probably maybe second, if not the best night. Yeah. Um, yeah, I say I say uh, stays with the belt. Yeah. I can't really- I don't really know much about how this one's going to play out. Um, Me neither. <laughs> it, it's such a fresh rivalry. And, and again, we've seen this happen so many times that they don't really need a reason to put the strap on either one of these guys. Like they both 
so good that they, they deserve to have the title, either one of them. Um, yeah, but for some reason, I feel like AJ Styles is going to keep it. I think they're going to try to do some sort of historic title reign with AJ Styles. He's had it for so long already. Yeah, I mean, Wachata, I wouldn't mind that. I mean, I'm a huge fan of AJ. I think AJ, honestly, uh, I'm surprised how much they've pushed him because, you know, we've seen guys come from TNA into WWE and have mounted to nothing. I'm surprised how they pushed AJ and Joe, you know, in particular because, you know, these are guys who are in their 40s. You know, they've had long careers. And that's that Samoa Joe and AJ later on in in their time in TNA were floundering. They weren't really, you know, AJ had to go to Ring of Honor in Japan to revitalize his career. Samoa Joe went straight to NXT and and blew up again, you know what I mean? So uh, I I find that I'm actually impressed that these guys are are at the point that they are and not because they're not talented because in the ring they're two of the best, but you know, being guys that the WWE did not make you know, it's 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 pretty cool to see where they're at. But uh, <clears throat> I'm going to go with Joe. I think Joe is primed. I think he should have, you know, like similar to the revival, I think in- injuries have held him back. Um, he's always been great on the mic. He's always been intense. Uh, his in-ring work has, for someone, his build has always been top-notch. Um, and, and, you know, AJ's been the man for a while. Uh, and I think we need a heel champion that's on tv instead of a heel champion that's never on tv and we'll get into that next but um but yeah uh, i'm gonna go with joe i think joe winning in new york city will be pretty dope um with the whole crowd probably chanting his name you know joe 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 at the end i think i think joe joe gets the belt and then they you know they have a little feud for the next few months i think it'll, it'll be pretty cool um one match that we skipped and we accidentally did it the first time and we did it again uh, U.S. title, Jeff Hardy, Shinsuke Nakamura. Who you got? Uh, can we still skip it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can. I'm going to go with Shinsuke, and that's it. Um, main event. I've come across a few scenarios in my head. I don't know what to think. I don't know how it's going to end. I've seen this match a million times already, and I've never wanted to see it again. But yet we're seeing it again. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Who do you got? Yeah, I don't know. Um, first going into this, I was going to go uh, Roman Reigns just because I wanted to see a champion on TV. Um, then they kind of started feeding us the whole possibility of Paul Heyman betraying Brock Lesnar. Yep. But it's but then it started to look a little too obvious the way in the way Brock Lesnar was treating Paul Heyman. So I was like, I don't know if that's a swerve on a swerve. Um Regardless of who wins this match, I want to see someone cash in. Oh, yeah. I want to see someone cash in at SummerSlam. Because um, if it's if Roman Reigns wins... Oh, and they just go off the air? Oh. Yeah, it, it'd be terrible. <laughs> but, but if Roman Reigns does win and Kevin Owens just cashes in on his ass, yeah, that would be fantastic. And then if Brock Lesnar wins, I want to see Braun Strowman cash in on him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, perfect scenario, brother. <laughs> oh yeah, and the thing is, good. SummerSlam is notorious for cash-ins. They did it to poor Daniel Bryan when he beat John Cena. 
Um, you know, they, they've done it a couple of times at SummerSlam where you think it's about to end and then all of a sudden you hear someone's theme music and they cash in their money in the bank. So, yeah, I say the winner of this match is going to be either Kevin Owens or Braun Strowman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you, if, if Roman Reigns does win and uh, Braun Strowman cashes in, now, Roman Reigns and Strowman, they put on a good program. They do. They do. They, they have really good chemistry together. So I don't mind that rivalry at all. As long as Braun um, doesn't, you know, pick up a whole ambulance like he did the last time, that uh, you know, I could deal without that. But <laughs> no, it, it gets a little, it gets a little over the top with how how strong they want to push this character to be. But yeah, <laughs> but they they balanced it out pretty. I think they've been balancing it out. Yeah, I think uh, definitely he, perfect scenario would be a cash in for sure. Definitely, especially in New York City, because the crowd is uh, probably gonna shit on the match. You know they're gonna shit on the match. And if anything, I think it's gonna be a quick match. I don't think it's gonna be a long one like at Mania. I think this one is gonna be all of eight minutes tops. And then yeah, and then just the cash in to, to to finish it off. But you know, WWE, they never give us what we want. <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes they'll throw us a bone, and but most of the time, not really. Um, so yeah, man, th- the, those were the predictions for SummerSlam and NXT. Before we jump off this, because you know we both got to go to sleep. Um, so uh, before NXT or SummerSlam, you're going to House of Glory. Was it on Friday night? Is it tomorrow night? I am going here yeah, tomorrow night. House of Glory. Um, I can't remember exactly. I believe it's in Queens. Yeah. It's where the youth have their shows. Um, it's going to be a pretty good show. There's, uh, they got some pretty big names showing up. You got guys like Austin Aries who's scheduled to appear and perform. You got uh, the, the man formerly known as Enzo Amore. <laughs> real, real one. Enzo one. He'll be there. Um, you got Loki. Is is Enzo wrestling or is he just going to be there? You know, uh, being that recently he told TMZ that he was done with his wrestling career, I think he's only going to be there to sign autographs. Okay. Uh, and probably just talk some trash. They always have the guys come in like, you know, mid-show and say a couple words just to, yeah. to fill in some time. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, Enzo could talk. So I'm sure he would do uh, Loki's going to be there. Um, obviously, Amazing Red. Most people know him, even though he's, he was never in WWE, but he does work with WWE behind the scenes. Is he still champ? Uh, is he still what? I'm sorry? Is he still champion? He, yeah, he is champ. He's actually going to fight uh, Anthony Gangon oh. for, for the title in a no-ropes match. Oh, wow. I, I, you know, man, I've seen a couple of those, and they're surprisingly brutal. No, they really are, man. It's not the first one that HOG's had, uh, and I expect it to be very exciting. Um, obviously, that that's going to be the main event, and that I think that's gonna that's probably going to be the match of the night. Um, even though the tag team of the night, <clears throat> who's my favorite, LAX, is going to be there. All right, all right. Uh, they always have great performances as well. You're also going to have Sammy Callahan is going to be there. Um, his other half, Havoc, is also going to be there. Okay. She's going to be... Uh, actually, I don't know if she's fighting for the title. Oh, she might actually be teaming up. I think it's actually a tag team match where she's teaming up with Sonya Strong. 
uh, to fight. Uh, I think her name is. I don't know if they still could. They changed her name on me one time. I think her name now is Jesus, who's the bodyguard for uh, Ultraviolet. Uh, <clears throat> yo, uh, this this Violet and Sonya feud is lasting a long time because I remember this episode a year ago. They were having their one-on-one match, I think, for the for the newly made House of Glory title for the for the women. So well, the problem is, is that ever since she's won that title, for whatever reason, she hasn't defended it. She hasn't been fighting. She'll come out and do segments here and there. I've been to maybe four live shows since. Um, actually, maybe more. I mean, four or five shows, at least that she's appeared in it. And she'll just have a segment where she'll claim to want to defend the title, and for whatever reason, it can't happen. So she's um, she's the Brock Lesnar of House of Glory. That's what you say? He pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Lost the title, claims to be the you know the best uh, women's competitor in the game, and then you know has Jesus to watch her back and. Whenever Sonya Strong comes out, she just gets beat up by Jesus. But uh, <laughs> uh, Havoc came along. Havoc uh, had a one-on-one with Sonya Strong. And then after the match, show each other much respect. Uh, they tried to double-team Sonya Strong later on in the night. And uh, Havoc came out to defend her. So it turned into a uh, tag team match now for High Intensity 7, which is the name of the event that we're going to be watching tomorrow. Cool and yeah, and Havoc is you know she's she's a beast, so that's gonna be interesting. Um, <clears throat> so what uh what other matches uh, is how many matches are they are they gonna have that night besides? You know, you go to these shows, these HOG shows, and they fill them up with matches because uh, you know you have the matches that they always announce, and then you know they always have uh, amazing red students. Yeah, yeah, and they always. You show up and there's like four or five matches you didn't know weren't expecting. Always good matches, which is matches you never expected. Yeah. Um, Austin Aries, who is going to be there performing, he is. He did issue an open challenge where he's mm. going to be de- defending the Impact World Championship. Wow. Which, which is interesting because obviously it's not the company's belt. Yeah. Uh, by company, I mean HOG's not HOG's title. Uh, he's completely defending the Impact title. Uh, no one's answered the open challenge yet, so that's something that we'll find out when we get there. It's probably going to be Leroy. You know what? I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking that probably be Ken Broadway. That'd be interesting. Uh, Ken Broadway usually takes on uh, big names when they come into the HOG house. That is true. That and is puts true. on great performances. Uh, LAX will also be defending the HOG tag team titles. Don't know who. No one's responded to that one as well. Mm. Um, I already I did mention the the ultraviolet fight. Who's uh, who's uh who's Callahan fighting? Sammy Callahan is the new Crown Jewel champion. Okay, he beat he beat Evander. He won it at uh yeah at the last event we went to, and uh, I don't know who he's gonna defend it again. Oh, actually, could it be Loki? Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, here Sammy Callahan will be fighting Loki. That's that's gonna be a good one. Yeah, that is that is gonna be. Not for nothing. Besides Tommaso Ciampa, I think Sammy Callahan's probably the second biggest heel in all of wrestling. <laughs> yeah, 
That dude is good, man. He he's good. Yeah, he had a bit of an ex- uh, incident though when we went to the MLW show. Oh really? Um, I don't know if he just if he performed uh, way too quick after he ate, or he just <laughs> had bad food before the event. But the guy, as soon as the ma- I tell you what, though, he was able to hold it in for the whole match. As soon as the match finished, he totally rolled out the ring, rolled under the ring. And just threw up a good one. <laughs> he completely threw up under the ring, and then they had to carry him out. But he did come back later on that night and perform the second time. <laughs> so I give him respect for that. Yo, man, I need I need to catch some MLW shows, man, because uh, they do a lot of shows here in Florida. I need to go check them out because I remember watching the first incarnation of MLW back in the day when it used to be like an ECW like knockoff. Like Joey Styles was the announcer. You know, they had like Raven and Sabu and CM Punk and a bunch of, you know, old ECW dudes mixed with some young talent. It was like back when WCW had closed down, so they had a lot of those guys like Vampiro and, you know, even Rey Mysterio had one match before he went to WWE. Like, yeah, I remember MLW when it first started, and then to see it back now is pretty pretty cool. So I got to check that out. So, yeah. They got some good guys, man. When we went, we, I was pretty surprised at how many names they have. Man. Everywhere from current American wrestlers who are doing who are doing great on the indie scene, like John Morrison and, again, like Loki. Um, to, to luchadors, they had um, the Lucha Bros, Pentagon, and Phoenix were there. Yeah, I told you earlier they did have the the New Heart Foundation. Um, the Swerve was there. Um, Swagger. Oh, Jack Swagger. Swagger was there, even though he had real Jack Swagger. I think I, I think he still goes by Jack Swagger. Or is it? Oh, he's going by uh, Jake Hager, I think his name, his nickname. I mean, his regular name. I think that's what it is. Yeah, he had, he had a match. It was kind of a pretty basic match. Uh, the ending was kind of weird, but he was there. <laughs> yeah, man. The in, the indie scene, you know, nowadays is booming, man. So, you know, heck is going to. House of Glory tomorrow. If you guys are in the New York area and you know you're here for SummerSlam, you want to catch a dope show. If it's not sold out already, uh, go to House of Glory Wrestling. I believe you know just look them up and see if there's any more tickets available. Come down to Queens and see some good New York uh, independent wrestling. Uh, support your indie because, like I always say, you're gonna see some guys you never seen before, but eventually you'll see them in NXT. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so this was episode 34 of the Jay's Weekend Wrestling Podcast, uh, SummerSlam NXT. If you're in the New York area, hit up House of Glory. Um, this is going to be a big week for pro wrestling. Obviously, you have the pay-per-views. And then right back to normal schedule, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown. We'll probably have some NXT debuts the night after some uh, SummerSlam. You never know. Um, and then it's back to the regular wrestling calendar until we hit one of the next big four pay-per-views. Um, so my man Ghost, heck, thanks for coming on. You're always welcome. Uh, and, uh, yeah, man. So this was episode 34, um, and I'm going to sleep. So Ghost, thanks for coming on, brother. Catch you next time, man. All right, 
I appreciate it, brother. Anytime, man. It's always a pleasure. All right, bro. So this was episode 34, S&D Podcast Channel. SoundCloud, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcast from, look up your boy. All right, catch y'all next time. Peace. One and only. Using an overpriced trash bag? Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks? Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag? Stinky, stinky, stinky. You gotta snag Hefty's Ultra Strong Trash Bag. Always at an ultra low price. Hefty, Hefty, Hefty! It has Arm & Hammer odor control, so your nose and your wallet will be... Happy, Happy, Happy! Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bags. Hefty Strong, all day long. Hefty, Hefty, Hefty! Everybody should definitely come to Baltimore. We had to find a different way to put our passion to work. If you love your job and love what you do, every day goes on as you want it. I think how we look at art can be world-changing. All of these businesses are taking precautions to make sure that everyone is safe. We're ready. Masks, distancing, and frequent cleaning are just the beginning. Learn more at Baltimore.org.